It is Sunday, August 18th, and this is The Rally. Hey everybody, Adam Giardino with you, and it is time for another episode of The Rally. Scranton Wilkesbury comes into Sunday's matinee, wrapping up a six-game road trip, and the Rail Riders are hoping to avoid getting swept in all six games. They fell last night in 11 innings to the Gwinnett Stripers, so let's get right into the highlights. The Rail Riders got a rehab start from Ben Heller, who went in inning, 10 pitches, and struck out a batter. First time pitching in over a month for Heller, and the fourth time he's pitched for the Rail Riders this season. All in all, a lot of good signs from Heller, whose fastball was sitting in the mid-90s. Good to see him back out on the mound. He then gave way to Davey Garcia, the expected starting pitcher, who went five innings and didn't give up a hit himself. Seven strikeouts were a career high, a triple-A career high for Davey Garcia, on 85 pitches. So through six innings, Gwinnett didn't have a hit, but they did have a run, and we'll get to that. But the Rail Riders got on the board first in the top of the fourth inning with two outs, nobody on, up-stepped Eric Kratz. Kratz readies as a wind-up and pitch. The swing and a line drive, plugged out to right field. This one's hit well. This sends Pache back at the track. He looks up at the wall, and it's gone. An opposite field laser off the bat of Eric Kratz. It barely took a blink of an eye, and this is 1-0 Scranton Wilkesbury here in the top of the fourth inning. We would hear more from Kratz in just a little bit, but the bottom of the fourth inning is when Gwinnett scored their first run of the game despite not having a hit. Davey Garcia walked five batters over five innings, and so he walked the leadoff man in the fourth inning, Pedro Florimon. When Garcia checked over to first base and threw over, the throw got away, and so Florimon advanced up to second. So there was a runner at second, there was nobody out, and Lucas Duda hit a fly ball so deep to center field, and Billy Burns made such a great diving catch on the warning track that Florimon was tagging all the way. He got from second to third and just kept getting waved home, and the relay throw in from deep center field as Billy Burns threw from his rear end to try to get the ball into Gosuke Kato. It just was not in time, and so a two-base sacrifice fly by Lucas Duda, and Gwinnett tied the game at one. Fast forward into the sixth inning, it's tied at one still, and after a Trey Ambergie single began the inning, Clint Frazier slapped a double past Duda down the right field line, and that scored Ambergie all the way from first base. So the Rail Riders had the lead at 2-1. A couple of batters later, Eric Kratz once again stood in the box. Here's Eric Kratz. The pitch to Kratz with the infield drawn in. He swings and smokes one in the air to left field. He's already got one tonight, and he clears the wall in left center for his second home run. Eric Kratz circles the bases as Scranton Wilkesbury owns a 4-1 lead in the top of the sixth inning. 402 feet off the bat of Eric Kratz. His fifth and sixth homers of the year came yesterday, and he gave the Rail Riders a comfortable 4-1 lead. Going into the seventh inning, Gwinnett still didn't have a hit, but then they rallied for three runs off of the bullpen. And so the game was tied at four, and the game stayed tied at four into extra innings. For the second time on this six-game road trip, the Rail Riders went to extras, and they cracked through for a run a bit unconventionally in the top of the 10th inning. The pace of play runner Billy Burns started at second base, and with one out and a full count, he was still at second with Clint Frazier up. Three balls and two strikes. The runner goes, the pitch is a swing and a miss. The throw to third base gets away from the third baseman. Burns pops up and heads home. He scores, and the Rail Riders have a 5-4 lead in the top of the 10th. The Rail Riders will take it in error by Alex Jackson, the catcher, his 11th throwing error of the season in just 79 games. 
helped give the Rail Riders the lead. But Gwinnett stormed right back. They got a run in the bottom of the 10th inning. And so we go to the 11th for the first time this year in 13 extra inning games for the Rail Riders. We've seen an 11th inning. And the Rail Riders knew just what to do. Pace of play runner at second. A strikeout began the inning. But right after that, it was Ryan McBroom. And the pitch to McBroom. He swings and crushes one in the air to left field. It's gone. And in the top of the 11th, Ryan McBroom has put the Rail Riders on top. It is 7-5 Scranton Wilkesbury down here in Georgia. The Rail Riders fell comfortably ahead at 7-5, but Gwinnett, they rallied and rallied and scored two runs to tie it. They, in fact, loaded the bases off of Brady Lale with Andres Blanco standing in with a three-ball no-strike count. Bases are loaded. There's one out. Three balls, no strikes. The pitch by Lale. Fast ball, misses ball four. A walk-off walk. Gwinnett wins it. 8-7, they score three times in the bottom of the 11th. They win game two over Scranton Wilkesbury in 11 innings. And with that, Gwinnett walked off with an 8-7 victory. The Rail Riders fall for the 10th straight time on the road, and they now have a season-worst six-game losing streak on their hands. The game was played in three hours, 46 minutes, before 9,001 fans in attendance at Cool Ray Field Saturday night. Before yesterday's game, we had a chance to sit down and chat with one of the new arms for Scranton Wilkesbury, starting pitcher Nick Nelson, our pregame guest. And we dive right in with the 23-year-old coming off of one start where he went five innings, four runs against Charlotte, talking to him more about his history and the decision-making process for him coming out of first high school, where he was drafted in the 31st round by the San Francisco Giants, but passed on the opportunity instead to go play collegiately at Gulf Coast College in Panama City, Florida. Well, you know, um, being drafted out of high school, you know, it was cool and whatnot. Um, but it was later on, and, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like I wasn't quite ready to go into Pro Bowl at that time. So um, I feel like, you know, uh, going to Gulf Coast was a better uh, idea than, you know, going into Pro Bowl, you know, being 18 and whatnot. And so, yeah, I just thought it was a better, better idea to go. When you went to Gulf Coast College, you were a two-way player. So uh, what was it like in college ball getting to do both pitch and play some first base? It, it, it was awesome, you know. Um, on the days that I would pitch, uh, I would DH for myself. And, you know, other than that, I would be at first base or I'd, you know, get a DH spot or something like that. So, yeah, it was fun. I had a blast doing it all. Was that making the decision harder when University of Florida was coming around after your second year at Panama City College, then you get drafted by the Yankees and needing to make that decision all over again? Yeah, that that was a hard decision, you know, because I grew up a Gator fan, so Mm -hmm. University of Florida was always my dream school with the baseball program they have over there with Coach Sullivan and whatnot. So it was definitely a hard decision, but I didn't know uh, if I had another opportunity to go in the fourth round. Plus, with being the Yankees, you know, with everything they they have going on. So, yeah, it it was a hard decision, but pretty sure I made the right one. What if Nick Nelson, the hitter, were to stand in the box against Nick Nelson, the pitcher, today? How how would that go for you? Um... As a hitter, I'd probably be scared. Um, you know, just just knowing what goes through my mind out there on the mound. Um, it would be a fight, though. It would. 
Nick Nelson, starting pitcher for the Rail Riders, our guest here on the pregame show. Now, the year began for you with Double A Trenton, and and take us through all of those starts where where you were getting your feet underneath you to begin 2019. So my first couple didn't really go as you know I had planned, um, and then I you know unfortunately went down with a shoulder injury you know uh, towards the beginning, but came back strong, and you know I just kept doing what I was doing, you know, going from last year into this year, and um, I worked on a couple of stuff when I was down there, you know, I added a slider into everything, um, still working on that, but um, going into 2019, I really didn't know what to expect, but I feel like I've, I'm right where I need to be, you know, I got my taste of uh, AAA so far, so I know what to expect going in for the rest of the season. When you were in AA, you said you added the slider. Talking to Brady Lale, he talked about how Tim Norton, the pitching coach for the Trenton Thunder, did wonders for his slider. Is Norty a, a slider whisperer down there? Where, where is this coming from? Yeah, I guess so. You know, he, he helped me out tremendously with it. We worked on it day in and day out, whether, you know, I had a bullpen or just throwing it in the flat ground or, you know, just playing catch with it. So, yeah, he, he helped me out a lot with it. Nick Nelson, our guest here on the pregame show. You mentioned that first start here in AAA. I'm sure it's something that a lot of pitchers are thinking about as they make their first appearance in AAA as the new baseball. You guys hear about it in AA. You know the numbers, all of that. But physically, what does the baseball feel like having thrown 100 innings this year specifically with the old ball and now coming up and needing to manipulate the new baseball? When you sit there and think about it, you know, you're, you're looking at the ball and whatnot, and you think it's going to be a big difference. But, I mean, it wasn't – they're a little bit slicker, you know. So um, that was, that was a, a, you know, a main thing in the first inning. Um, other than that, there's really not that big of a difference. You know, out there when you're on the mound, you're not really thinking about, you know, um, you know how the ball feels and whatnot. You're going out there and trying to compete. So, um, but, yeah, I don't think there's that big of a difference, you know. And after that first start in AAA, what was the takeaway? What are you thinking you're looking to do going into start number two? Hopefully not give up two home runs. But um, <laughs> um, definitely trying to do better than I did last time. You know, I, I know that I can't really miss a spot because, you know, they uh, capitalize on that. So, yeah, I just got to go in there, stay in my lanes, and, you know, hit my spots and fill up the zone. Big thanks to Nick for being our pregame guest yesterday, and thanks to you for making the rally part of your day today. I'm Adam Giardino. We've got first pitch coming up at 1.05 here in Lawrenceville, Georgia, with pregame coverage beginning at 12.35 on the Rail Riders Radio Network, the TuneIn Radio app, and on the MILB First Pitch app as well. I'm Adam Giardino. Follow me on Twitter. I'm at Adam Giardino, G-I-A-R-D-I-N-O. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you later this afternoon.